here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Shake them ropes for Tuesday, July 29th, 2014. The birthday of Scott Steiner and Sonny Ono. What a combination right there. Rob McCarron here. We'll be right back with Jeff Hawkins to talk WWE this week on Shake Them Ropes. Welcome, everybody, to this week's Shake Them Ropes. Rob McCarron, Jeff Hawkins here. Today, we're going to discuss Bo Dallas's loss to R-Truth last night, John Cena's response to Brock Lesnar, and the cancellation of TNA Impact Wrestling. But first, Jeff, we begin with the award-winning performance last night on Raw of Stephanie McMahon, a solemn forgiveness-seeking Stephanie McMahon, wanting nothing more than to humbly apologize to Brie Bella. But Brie Bella, the foul-mouthed former superstar who just won't take responsibility for her own actions, met Stephanie with anger and disgust. And we have a main event for SummerSlam. Brie Bella, Stephanie McMahon. Your thoughts on last night's announcement of this match and what led to it? I get the feeling I'm being trolled. (laughs) I don't know why you would say that. (laughs) Nothing I said is incorrect. I'm just reporting the facts here. You know, I, okay, here's, (laughs) there ain't no good guy. There ain't no bad guy. There's just you and me and we just disagree. Um, I, I don't know why this was in the main event slot on raw. I really don't. Not one person's going to watch SummerSlam for this match. I, I think it's a fine angle. I think Stephanie did all right, with the exception of them dropping the fact that Hunter procrastinated and bailing her out. Although some are saying, well, that they're, they're going to do a slow burn on that. That's a nice retcon. The fact is, though, they may pick that up afterwards, but if they were going to use it, they were going to use it this week, or they'd at least have mentioned it in some way within story. But, you know, it's a nice angle. I, I just thought it was slotted wrong. Right now, it's, it's the most entertaining angle. For you. What else is in the running right now? Brock. Is it, though? Brock made like one Brock. appearance on TV. Uh, and then the, the other half is John Cena, eh. who, yes, was good last night. And we'll get to that. But I don't see how... I, I don't know what else is the most oh. entertaining thing on the show. Rollins and Ambrose, but they weren't on. They weren't. Much. They were not on exactly. So let them give Stephanie McMahon her own Raw. You can do Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins next week. You can do Brock Lesnar and John Cena the week after that. As I said, I had no problem with the angle. I just don't know why it was the go-home portion of the show. That's all. And, and, you know, it's an inter- I would have made it maybe top of hour two. Well, I tell you, it got the best crowd response on the show. Okay. I mean, do you disagree with that? 
No. Yeah, it got the best crowd response. It's something that built up from last week, and honestly, it's been building up for months. I mean, this story has the most build to it than anything else, unless you count Brock Lesnar and John Cena, you know, kind of two years in the making, if you will. Um, Yeah, Stephanie McMahon, though, let me ask you this. Not only will this battle be epic, I, I envision Stephanie and Brie going at least 25 minutes. I envision them thinking this is their stone cold Vince. Oh jeez, I do. Yeah, I, I, oh, I think very that well could be. They think. I think that's what they think, or there at least someone in the bubble over there thinks that. I I wonder if because it's, it's it's been the same angle since two what nineteen ninety whatever with mm. with authority figures, and you know what's going to happen? Brie will win, and then on Monday Stephanie's going to put Brie in some sort of stipulation match, and it's not going to matter. I don't that's know. that's that's what I see. I mean, I, I see. I, I kind of see this one mattering. I kind of see this being. If they, I don't know if they'll get Stephanie off TV, but I could see that. I could see this being the end of Stephanie on TV for a little bit. But we'll see. A, a little I, bit, a little bit to us, or a little bit to them. Um, the rest of the calendar year. Okay. I mean, that's that's a little bit. I, I don't know if they're going to have Daniel Bryan involved in this match. I don't know if they're going to pull Triple H back in, and you'll have Triple H and Daniel Bryan in the corners. Cornering. Yeah. Uh, that, that, I mean, I could see them doing it because people want the Daniel Bryan just, response. Just to get the names on the show. I don't have any problem with Daniel Bryan being involved in this match. I have to figure he's going to be. I mean, he's well enough to stand up. He's well enough to appear on SummerSlam. But I think they're going to make this. I think, they, I think you're right in... In this respect, I think they're going to make the match overstay its welcome. Yeah, do a little Brett Vince. Yeah, I I don't maybe, know if maybe, I maybe, maybe try a little Montreal screw job action in there in some way. They could do something, but as far as the build up to this, the last two weeks on Raw, Stephanie Mann has been brilliant. Last night with the change of emotions and the playing Bree into because the story being that Stephanie really was sad about going to jail and then us discovering in the final moments that now, now wait a second. I need, I need to cut you off there. Cut me off. Fine. Do you, do you buy her? Did you buy her actually being sad or was that the play wrestling sad? Like, and, and I'll give you a wrestling example to play off of Mark Henry's retirement speech. That, that's what uh, convinced, Stephanie convinced me. Right. Well, that's what Stephanie was doing last night. She wasn't. I don't think was she convincing to you though of being sad. Yeah. Whether she was or not, she was convincing to Brie Bella. Yeah. At first, I thought it was the sad Stephanie McMahon. Okay. I I I, I, I didn't. I thought I thought it was very transparent. Okay. Well, either way, I mean, I mean, for storyline purposes, it was fine. I'm just saying, yeah. did it suck you in? genuinely for a moment like man she's really i mean we we kind of knew but at the same time well maybe this is a change and maybe she'll turn on hunter right here or something to that no, effect no i'm i'm not on the turn on hunter belief i think they're just adding things to their story i don't think they're going their separate ways but as far as her being upset on raw for being in jail i thought that was pretty i thought that was reasonable at first for, for her it was good How about I, I i could see when brie was out there that she would change her demeanor um but That's in the it. first segment, when she was upset and crying, she was great because she was crying. It was awesome. And then she comes out with this Brie Bella, Brie, but she sucks Brie in. She she doesn't want to hide from any match. She enjoys the fight. She really thinks she's going to beat up Brie Bella. And you know what? She probably could. Yeah. Oh, 
she could beat up. Ha- no, she could probably beat up half the men on the roster. Let's not go all Ronda Rousey on us now. She's, she's a giant. Um, he, <laughs> uh, he, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, you remember when the Bellas were away from WWE for a short time? How mm-hmm. how the rumor was that they were pursuing projects in Hollywood? Yeah. They well, are, Bree's got they are, one. They are two of the worst actresses. Oh. The actors on this roster. I mean, I they're mean, not great, but I think people overblow not, it a little need, bit. Oh, Brie was stepping she was on fine. Li- she was stepping on lines. Nah, she was fine. I think people look for too much when they see the Bellas on screen. I mean, it's pro wrestling. She was fine. She's not screwing anything up too much. Anyway, hey, that's Triple H the- flubs lines. Are we going to hold him to every single word being correct? I don't need I don't need it to be correct. I just need it to be genuine and and she if you're anticipating the line it comes off less genuine. That's I, that's what I'm saying. But but the fact is this is the longest running scripted entertainment show in history. Yes. You, you Quite wanna, an accomplishment. I'm not just going to take off the clown nose and say well it's just pro wrestling. Okay. Yeah. I <laughs> I thought it was fine. Maybe my standards are lower. No, it's a, it's and maybe mine are too high. I I fully admit that. I fully admit that that a lot of this was soured by the fact that I'm going, I got to watch 15 minutes of this for the go home part. Okay, great. Well, well Brie has her, uh, has her job in Hollywood. It's wrestling Stephanie at SummerSlam, but mm. despite the match and, and despite Brie Bella, if you want to go there, I'll give you that point, but wait, Stephanie, hold on. Let me, go ahead. Let me say something right. positive. The All cat right, fight was the cat fight was great. I don't want to be seen as a negative Nancy. The, the brawl cat was fight good. It was really good. The brawl was good. You had two agents keeping Stephanie back and only one keeping Brie back because Stephanie is a monster. Amazon. That crowd, though, kind of killed the ending chanting Jamie Noble. That crowd. I haven't listened to anybody else's reviews, really, because I don't want to temper my own. That crowd. While vo- while. Was boisterous, boisterous, boisterous. boisterous. Sure. There's the word. Go for it. Uh, ruined a lot more than it helped. Really? Throughout the night? I, didn't notice the, I didn't notice the crowd too much. I, uh, you, but you noticed them when you shouldn't have noticed them. I noticed them when I, well, I noticed them doing the Jamie Noble chant at the end they when did, Jamie they Noble did, was holding They did Brie some back. good things. The CM Punk chant. Uh, well, every crowd's doing it. Yeah, I know, but. It's when did they get loudest? When was the loudest CM Punk chant? It was when AJ was out, right? Yes. That's going to keep happening. Yeah, I know. And that's, that's a problem. I think for this angle, when that stops happening, you know what? That crowd's probably going to be a bad crowd. It's going to happen somewhere in like Nebraska. Well, my, my fear is, and uh, is that they're going to have to turn AJ heel in order to address it. I think, I think people will get over it. Okay. I, I really do think people are going to get over it. And you, you've had crowds that haven't done a CM Punk chant at all during the entire show. And AJ's back. She's an that, easy target for it. Yeah. That She'll said, I'll, it. I'll take an active crowd over a crowd sitting on their hands. Yeah. Any day and week. honestly, I'll take them chanting CM Punk for 20 seconds in an AJ Lee entrance. I'll take them chanting Jamie Noble. Well, it's better than them doing that during an important part of the show. So if they yeah, just do it, if they save it during an AJ Lee entrance, we should all be so lucky. At least they're not well, chanting what at a Paul Heyman promo. Well, they were, well, didn't they chant what's in during a couple of these promos? They may have, not to the point where I really noticed it too much. Again, I okay. watched the show and I have to listen to everything and I didn't notice it too much. Maybe well, I'm this- just, you know, uh, blinded or deaf to it because it's happening 
every week, seemingly these yes chants and these this is awesome chants. Yeah, the, the the problem for me, I think, it was the timing of the CM Punk chant. I think it was coming right when you needed to be able to hear the two of them talking to yeah, each other. Yeah, that's true. And, that's just, and, and yeah. that just, that really, I, I got mad at the crowd. Mm-hmm. I did at that point. But, uh, well, you know, I'll, go I'll, easy, I'll, I'll, go I'll easy take an on active them. crowd. It, it's Houston, Texas. I like Houston. Go, well, I, Houston doesn't like Houston. Suffocating <laughs> themselves and uh, driving all over the place in their horrible highway system. But I have a yeah. question stemming from the Stephanie, and then we'll move on to the rest of Raw. Okay. Stephanie McMahon, great interview or the greatest on interviews? Because, Jeff, I will tell you, I, I am under the belief right now, and I think I am maybe ahead of the curve, Maybe just more right than anyone could ever be right, and people just aren't with me yet, and they will be. After <laughs> she's off TV. Stephanie McMahon in 2014, easily, easily, the award winner for best on interviews and the award winner for greatest non-wrestler. You are entitled to your opinion. Throw your Paul Heyman at me because let's face Paul Heyman on the April 7th Raw, which was you the post You prepared, didn't you? You prepared for that argument, didn't you? Well, I mean. That I was going to say Heyman. I'll say Heyman for best interview. Who, well, who else is even in the running? Best non-wrestler, Nick Searcy. Okay. <laughs> ROH. I'm going to have to find a new co-host, I think. No. Yeah, I, I know who he is. Believe me. <laughs> I, I know who he is. He's the guy that. You know, gets Tom Hanks from the airport what? at at the end of uh Oh yes. Castaway. Oh, I know who he is. I'm supporting <laughs> Heyman. I'm I'm supporting Heyman. Yes, and, and Paul Heyman is the one guy that you could say, okay, he's in the running for greatest on interviews. He cut the best interview of the year, the best promo, which is on that April seventh Raw. Now a lot of people are pointing back to last week's promo when Brock Lesnar returns as the second best promo of the year. But if you watch both of these promos, his promo last week was not identical, but a rehash. It was the same thing from April, just three months later, so most people forgot. And it's the same promo. Are you going to say it's the second promo of the year when he's already cut the same thing three months ago? Are you saying that Stephanie has a lot of variety in what she says? She has. She's had to play the dominant boss who knows she can do no wrong. She played... The player of, you know, being upset about her jail stint only to suck Brie Bella into a match. She's played the begging for forgiveness to Vicky Guerrero in a moment's whim when when Vicky was eyeing her to go in that mud pool. She's had perfect timing. You She's just had like perfect she, facials. You like when she dances. She was dancing. She's been <laughs> dancing to the yes chance and everything. <laughs> Stephanie McMahon is a runaway to me Okay, for the Wrestling Observer Best on Interviews and Greatest Non-Wrestler. We are in July. There are a few months left. Yeah, we're in July. We are in July, okay? And we're going to have plenty of Paul Heyman left. Most Mm -hmm. likely a Paul Heyman promo on the Raw after SummerSlam Mm -hmm. celebrating his client's victory, which I look forward Mm -hmm. to. But we also have Stephanie McMahon... Sulking about her loss, which I'm looking forward to. We're going to have Heyman promos leading up to this match because Brock will not be there most of the time as well. Yeah, and that's all well and good. 
but we're going to have Stephanie leading into the show as well. And Stephanie has been better. As I said, you are entitled to your opinion. Stephanie, she's just been better. She's I mean, been I don't good. know what else to say. She's, she's been, been great. good. She's also been oh. more consistent. She's cut more promos than Paul Heyman. Leading up to the Daniel Bryan, Matt. This is my I'm, argument. We'll, bro, I'm tapping. I'm we're we're going to make a tapping. poll. Okay. We're going to have a poll. If you would like to weigh in on this, hit us up on Twitter at Shake Them Ropes. <laughs> I'm tapping. Send us a voicemail. I want to hear everyone's thoughts on the Paul Heyman versus Stephanie McMahon debate because I think I'm going to be proven right on this one. It won't be a runaway. I think Stephanie will squeak it out unless she is taken off TV after SummerSlam. If she's taken off TV, no one's going to remember it, sadly. And Paul Heyman will just have all the time in the world. Um, that's our, uh, our hyperbolic main event for SummerSlam. Yes. Our real main event is John Cena and Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. John Cena, great last night on Raw. Paul Heyman, okay, last night on Raw, taking up Brock Lesnar's spot to speak for uh, the challenger to the World Heavyweight title. And then you threw Cesaro in there. The first half hour of Raw, Jeff, Mm -hmm. was quite entertaining, quite good. We got a Cesaro-Paul Heyman hug. They have amicably split again two weeks in a row. But this time we found out there were no hard feelings. What did you think about the first half hour of Raw? I thought it was one of the better ones of the year. I thought it was one of the better ones of the year. Uh, I I have a few reservations, and they get, they, they'll probably end up switching gears at some point. But I think... I, I, I don't like the John Cena passion promo. I, I don't like this... Because the ad, the the ad for this match is one of the best things WWE it's fantastic. has ever done. The forty five second Brock versus John Cena little, uh, it, yes, it looks like a UFC fight promo. Exactly, something it's WWE a, doesn't do all the time. It's a fight promo. Yes, this is a sports entertainment build mm-hmm. for a fight, and I don't want that. I want a fight build, and and this is personal preference. I thought John Cena was fine doing what he did, except for that stupid line. He kills with the precision of a surgeon. And I don't know many surgeons who go out to kill people. I just don't. Well, if they were, they would do it with precision, most likely. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I don't buy John Cena playing scrappy underdog because he's beaten Brock. And he's brought up the win over Brock. Now, And he didn't say it was a fluke. He might have said, I got lucky. But it wasn't a fluke. I want some. I don't want to hear John Cena go, you know, I know I'm going to get my butt kicked, but I'm going to do my best out there. I want to hear I'm the 15 time champ. I've beaten a lot of guys. I think I can take you. I want to hear the smack talk between both. And they have a chance to switch gears here. I'm not saying it's it's far gone yet, but this promo kind of went, you know, where he's pandering to the crowd, telling him to chant ECW, ECW. You know, I I had I actually you we, you and I were talking, and I had said during this promo, I don't know if I like it yet, but but it's interesting, and I was trying to figure out what was troubling me about it, and the trouble is, commercials are building this as a fight. Mm-hmm. The promos are building this as sports entertainment, and I don't want that. I want to fight. I want dusty flair. I think. Well, I want. I want. I want anger here. I want. I want genuine. Th- and I think there's a way to do it. 
And and I'll I'll tell you how I tweak this a you, bit. You got John Cena being serious. A bit. Uh, yeah, well, the second half of his promo was him being serious once yeah, Paul Heyman half, spoke. Second half of the promo was he 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 had built enough. This was it was the roller coaster. He had he had gotten to the top, and now he's just cruising. When he got to that part with Cesaro and Heyman, fantastic, no issues with that. Paul Heyman couldn't have used the word victimize any more than he did. Yes, in his promo, to me that you know bumps him down a notch. Vote for Steph. Um, we there was seriousness. Back and forth between John Cena and Paul Heyman, both of them probably went a little bit too long, uh, kind of repeating the same things as uh, you mentioned with the victimized word. But then you had Cesaro coming out. Cesaro, who well, still let me oh, let me let me before we get you want to give your you want to give I, your John Cena I, I, deal. I think I think we have to I think we have to deal with what Cena and Heyman were talking about here, and I think that here's how you do because there's another concern here, and I I don't like there being the 50-50 crowds necessarily. I think Heyman Heyman is good enough where he can turn a crowd against Brock. Well, John Cena turned the crowd against Paul Heyman. You had half of the crowd booing John Cena when he was first speaking. Yeah. Then you had Paul Heyman coming out and partial credit to him. He got the crowd against him. But then a lot of credit to John Cena. He got the crowd fully bought in with his passion promo. The crowd was cheering him. Even those people in the crowd that were booing him just Agreed. two minutes earlier, Agreed. they were now cheering for him. He brought up ECW and how he wanted to talk real with Paul. And, and Paul had that passion about ECW, and that's the passion Cena has about WWE. And again, he's not going to let Brock Lesnar come in here, who doesn't have the passion, and take the title. I, he's right. fighting for his the only thing he knows, and that's the World Heavyweight Championship. Right, and I think that I think that's what you now use. I think this is what Heyman and Brock should now use. If if I were writing this out, I would I would now have yes, John, you are very passionate about the WWE and the WWE universe. Brock decided he wanted to conquer the world. That's why he left to go try out for the NFL. That's why he went to the UFC to be world heavyweight champion there. He wasn't just happy with just pleasing these people right here. He wanted more. And when he came back, while you were concerned with trinkets such as belts, he was interested in bigger things such as the streak, which you would never take on, blah, blah, blah. And you and you now juxtapose that. Because otherwise, this is going to turn into the rock uh, feud version 2.0, where he's just basically saying, Dwayne wanted to go shoot movies. Dwayne doesn't have the passion. I'm looking for respect from him. Nah, 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 nah. You know, and I, I that just, I didn't buy that at all. And I, I'm afraid that it might go down that road with this. So I'm thinking Heyman really needs to ramp this up and, and get, get rid of the 50, 50 fans in every stadium. I mean, Houston played along quite well, I thought, but, I don't want this to be about who shows more passion for, for the business necessarily and it turning into a matter of respect. I don't want it to be a matter of respect. I want it to be a fight. We had uh, Cesaro coming out. No opinion, huh? Okay, continue. I, I've given mine. All right. It's fine. Hey, we got three weeks to go. Okay. And I thought John Cena was very good on the show. I thought Paul Heyman was okay. I mean, to me, John Cena was better than Paul Heyman on this night, but everyone's going to have their night. He got the crowd I, I behind agree. him. That was Actually, the goal. You know what? I agree. I think Cena. Cena once, once, once he kind of got a little bit uh, tweaked there. I think. I think Cena found his groove as opposed to reciting uh, 
kind of these overly scripted lines. I think the same guy who wrote that surgeon line was the same one who wrote the I assess and I attack line oh, for sure. Roman Reigns, which was just one of the worst lines this year. But one, once once Cesaro came out and tweaked him a bit, I think this is when it really kind of got going. So, uh, so with that with that segue, we have we have no plans seemingly for Cesaro. Uh, it was a guy to come out here who kind of fit into the storyline because he just left Paul Heyman. Has a 15-minute match with John Cena that I thought was really good. Um, it was that kind of match that it's not the most fluid thing ever, but it's two guys going out there and wrestling. And you had Cesaro showing off his power, which is what you have to do because he's a strong guy. Uh, you had Cena getting the win after not really being taken to the limit, but maybe a bigger test than he would have imagined. Uh, to me, Cesaro looks stronger. I don't think there's any momentum there that they're going to keep up because really at this point... He's a guy without a spot for SummerSlam. Um, I don't see him being on the show at all. Maybe gets a pre-show match against like Damian Sandow or somebody, but I don't see Cesaro being on SummerSlam at all. We kind of went over what the preliminary card might be last week, and there were barely spots for guys who we think will be on the main show, let alone Cesaro. So what about the match? And what can they do with Cesaro at this point? Do they just wait and see for something to shake out? Or... Do you think they have a plan for him? Oh, I didn't like the match. Mostly because Cena got back. Oh, you want to have a wrestling match? I'll show you how I'm a great wrestler. And then he went out and just, is you know, well, he was talk, he was talking out loud too much, you know, doing what Cena does. Well, calling Cena things. does that. I don't care about was, that. And it was sloppy, but you know, I, I thought Cesaro looked good. I thought in it, it. I thought it was the good kind of sloppy. This is, Two guys out there who are powerhouses and they're trying to outpower each other. You're not going to have finesse moves from these two. You know, that's actually not a bad point, to be honest yeah, with I, you. I mean, in terms of in terms of it's that fight yes. type of mentality that looks kind of a little off. We're fighting, but we're still doing wrestling. Two guys trying time. to get top position okay. wasn't always working out because the other guy would fight. You know, it, it was one of those matches that I kind of liked the feel of it. It was a little bit different than what we're used to seeing, especially with John Cena. Um, yeah. So as for, as for Cesaro, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I, I cut you off there. You did cut me off. Um, yeah. I don't even know what I was going to say. Okay. John, well then John, I'm Cena, go into my John Cena gets the win. Um, Oh, I was going to say, I don't really care about him calling spots at this point. I'm immune right. to John Cena and the Miz calling spots out loud. Right. Uh, well for Cesaro, imagine how big this match would have been if they had kept him strong. Instead, yeah, well, of job, instead of jobbing him to, to the th- Kofi. The thing is, if they had kept him strong, this match isn't happening on Raw. It's happening at SummerSlam. Or on a pay-per-view is my point. So yeah, as far as what you've done with Cesaro right now, maybe a year down the road, Cesaro and John Cena will be a big match on a pay-per-view. Right now, I, it's just not going to happen. I read someone where I read somewhere, and I, I don't know where. Maybe it was a friend of mine who wrote me about this because we talk about on in the morning might have been him that oh this this great match with cesaro fires him back up and and i'm sure damian sandow would disagree right well i I don't damian sandow was in a match with john cena didn't fire him up at all but cesaro right now what do you do is it going to fire him up to be on the shelf for three weeks leading into SummerSlam because he has no spot What's Cesaro going to do at SummerSlam? There is no room for him right now. The Intercontinental title picture is is fully set. Maybe the U.S. title. You know, what, what's Sheamus going to do? Maybe you really quick draw something with Sheamus and Cesaro again. 
I just don't see Cesaro getting a spot. So when you're off TV for three weeks during into a, a big four pay-per-view, I don't know how this could be a first step into rehab. I don't see him in a match, but I could see him making the save for swagger against Rusev. Maybe joining those two back up. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Or at least, or at least positioning himself to be next for Rusev. Oh, sure. But do we that, see him turning babyface after this match on Raw? Because they've had two weeks now with his splitting of Paul Heyman to make it clear that he's a good guy, that he split for Paul Heyman for, you know, positive reasons. And he's still a bad guy. Well, but, well, now he now he's in limbo. He can do whatever he wants. He can always go back to Zeb, who's now full face. Sure. And then that will, and then eventually break him up that way for this quote unquote face run that well, we thought we were going to get. It, it seems like everyone is in on the tag titles again with no one actually earning a shot. You have Ugh. Rybaxel in there. You have the dusts, you know, searching for the tag team titles. You have the Ascension maybe getting called up for all we know. You have Kofi Kingston and Big E who are seemingly the number one contenders yeah. for whatever reason. You have a lot of contenders to the tag titles. Why not put the real Americans back in there? Well, perhaps, perhaps maybe. after after SummerSlam, well, not, yes. not, you know, because Swagger is of course busy. Swagger is of course busy with a potential flag match that someone on the show has been speaking of for longer than others. Me, yeah, that was you. <laughs> That's the one thing I I got right. Well, I tell you what, I w- I thought they were going to do some type of flag match when Big E started carrying out the flag for everyone, so saving I, everyone against Rusev. Yeah, that I guess they just. Apparently, Big E doesn't care about this country as much as Swagger, or they don't care about the writing as much. I don't know. <laughs> we had because uh, they did nothing with that nation spot. They just came out. They watched they the did, match. They, they watched. They're yeah. uh, I, to me, they're going to be big on SmackDown and main event those the types one, of shows for the, the next one three time weeks. you ex- the one time you expect a distraction finish out of the WWE they don't give you the distraction finish not <laughs> not going to complain no neither am I it, it's just the irony was thick yep bye Ryback and Axel you're you're seemingly out of here out of the tag title picture before they even knew it um was Bo Dallas losing to R-Truth on Raw a big deal yes Another thing I'm going to be right about. Go ahead. To a certain extent. It it matters because... It, well, it matters and it's a big deal, but I think we're going to have different reasons for that. Go ahead. Well, I want to know the reason why they did it here. That that That's because I think they're, they're trying to make Rusev, who did lose on main event, I believe, stand out with his streak. And they're also going to be playing up Brock and that streak. So you don't want too many streaks because you'll confuse people. Uh, I don't have a problem with him losing. I have a problem with them hyping up the streak and then saying he loses. And then, uh, you know, I thought it should have been maybe in a, in a title match. Title match yeah. that he loses and goes... Uh... Yeah, like 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 a mid card title, like this, like this, uh, you know, beating up Ziggler okay. after an Intercontinental tag, title thing. I, I I don't view it as the end of the world or the end of the character because mm-hmm. I thought I thought Bo, in terms of acting on Raw, was phenomenal. Yeah, with with his facial and his just that that hurt, shocked look of his was just it 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 looked 
I, I bought it. Let's put it that well, way. He, I bought it. He never knew that that would happen. He never knew it would be to someone like R-Truth. Because this guy comes out, his whole gimmick is that he's super positive. But something negative happened to him for the first time in his re-debut. So he acted like a guy who <laughs> was upset that he lost and wasn't yeah. going to take this result. It was unacceptable to him. Oh, it, so was, he, it was it was great, except for it was our truth. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter who it was. It actually, to me, makes it better that it was someone who shouldn't have beaten him. Because if it's someone who does beat him, then okay, that guy's better. Someone who doesn't beat him allows Bo Dallas to go crazy, you know, kind of get focused again. And now you have this serious threat who is a winner. I mean, it's proven. He was, what, 14 and Bo? He's a proven winner. 14 and Bo. Well, yeah, I did that. Um, I know you did. Continue. He was 14 and Bo. And he he's a proven winner, okay? He's beaten some names. He's beaten R-Truth before, I'm pretty sure, also. So R-Truth gets the surprise win. So here we are as a viewer left to think that, oh, if Bo Dallas was focused, he would have won that match. So Bo Dallas beats him down, and we got focused Bo Dallas. And we know that Bo Dallas is going to beat R-Truth. This was a fluke. It doesn't matter who his opponent was. These people thinking that you should have given up the undefeated streak to someone who would have mattered. Bo Dallas's undefeated streak did not matter. No one cared. The undefeated streak on a heel right now that matters is Rusev. Even though he's not really undefeated, he lost on main event last week. That's where the heat is for a streak. I, I understand your reasoning, and I agree with you in that I didn't, didn't, I think we're going to quibble over the definition of the word mattered. I don't necessarily need a main eventer to beat him. I don't. I will take a C plus B minus mid Carter. We're talking like a Dolph Ziggler beating him. Ziggler. Right. I, I know what you mean. Okay. But at this point you take the, so now they can stop talking about this undefeated streak. Cause really the, the talk of an undefeated streak should be put on Rusev. Yes. That's the guy with more potential, at least right now. Yes, and that's why I didn't want this one here. But I, I think you're being over-optimistic. This is going to be focused Bo Dallas. He's still a goof. Well, he's still going to be the goof who comes out. But he's going to be more focused, I, th- I think. We have to see how this goes. And that's part of the reasoning, too, is let's not flip out over Bo Dallas losing one week when we don't even know what's going to come of it, okay? We have no after yet. We can't look back at anything because there's nothing to look back to as far as Bo Dallas goes, because he hasn't lost before. He hasn't had this loss uh, since he's come back up. But in three or four weeks, maybe they start building him for something. Maybe he is more serious during the matches. Maybe, yeah, he comes out being positive, but once that bell rings, he knows he can't be doing that if he wants to win. I, you know, I'm I'm fine with whatever they do. I just, I hope it's good. Let's put it that way. I, I'll, I'm a wait and see person. I'm not flipping out. I just, I just didn't think our truth is the guy. That's all. I wanted to punch and, babies and, and, last night. Listen to oh, some of these Twitter yeah. comments. No, well, don't read Twitter during during the thing. Have your own opinion and stick with it. That's what I do, and it, I come off sounding oh. stupid. Oh, I have no. my own opinion and I stick with it, and I'll be voting with it in January. Yes, I know. Uh, but multiple times uh, what, too. What was I, what was I gonna say? I fill uh, up that inbox with Steph votes. Shut up! Shut up for a moment. <laughs> oh, am I becoming yeah, the, the Houston crowd oh, for you now, Jeff? Uh, what? Am I chanting what at you? What? No, I, 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 
I, I didn't, I, and I thought it was out of place in terms of, I thought they were building towards a three-way for that title, and it now looks like they're not. Right. Oh, the so Intercontinental that, title? Yeah, and that's, and that's the part that also threw me. It's like, oh, oh it's wait, a, yeah. you're going you're gonna to be Bo right here when you're putting him in that, and it's like, oh, I guess not anymore. Uh, this is this is better for him to get the comedy of JBL. You know, JBL's the only one who mentions the undefeated streak. I love this, Michael. Right. JBL mentioning the undefeated streak makes Bo a joke. Getting that narrative off helps Bo Dallas in the long run. Who cares that he lost our truth in a fluke? It's better that you've seen his serious side. I'm fine with it happening now. One issue you can take, and it kind of is what you were saying a little bit with why they did it now, because Bo Dallas is another guy that doesn't look like he's wrestling on the pay-per-view again, unless he wrestles on a pre-show match against somebody. So it's a little weird timing. This could have been done the Monday, maybe after SummerSlam. Cesaro. Maybe you do Bo Dallas and Cesaro. Well, they got to turn Cesaro, and I don't know how you do that yet. Well, you had Bo facing uh, uh, Damian Sandow. Damian Sandow at this point is is one of he's kind of a babyface. He's an entertainment factor. He's not a bad guy. He's not a good guy. He's just a guy. So you just put him out there. I don't know. And at that point, they might have been thinking about Bo Dallas being a good guy for all we know. Okay. You can never tell. We just have to wait and see with them. Just have to wait and see. We kind of talked about Rusev uh, and Zeb Coulter a little bit. Another hot angle last night in Houston. The Texas crowd really loved uh, Lana running down George W. Bush this week. She picked a Texan to run down. Oh, they're in Houston. Jack Swagger and Zeb making the save. Zeb did all the talking. Jack Swagger did all the beating. Roughed up Rusev a little bit. Good. Running into SummerSlam. It's got to be a flag match at this point, right? Yes. Okay. I, I've just, I've seen this before. I, I remember the Chris Jericho and JBL feud where it's, it's not it, it, what you're, what are you looking for? That's new. This is a total eighties program. No, I know the program. I'm what I'm not seeing is it, it's leading up to a flag match. Will they actually have a flag match is what I'm wondering, because I remember, I think it was around Royal Rumble time several years ago, JBL and Chris Jericho were in a feud and Chris Jericho like wraps his belt around JBL and they do the choking gimmick. Might have been the other way around. I can't really remember. Okay. But everyone thought it was going to lead to a strap match. And guess what they didn't have? A strap match. Well, well, strap match is could be non-PG. Yeah, I guess so. Unless it's their extreme pay-per-view. So, you know. But is capturing I, I the Russian flag and winning a flag match PG? Because I maybe they give Swagger a win here. Maybe Swagger gets the one up on, on Rusev. No, I don't think that's going to happen. So no, are they going to let Rusev hold up the Russian flag in victory in Los Angeles, California? Yes. Well, then I guess that's settled. Let's do the predictions. Now Rusev wins. I captures that flag. Actually, I, I can't see them giving him a loss. I got to see what they're going to do for the rules in a flag match because we, you know, we know what flag matches are. We don't know what they're going to have as a flag match because they've changed the rules on match types before, especially ones we haven't seen in a long time. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll see. It's, it's, it's a match. Yeah. It's a match. Um, pretty excited for it though. I think this one will be better than the last one. At least we'll get a winner. I want a mean guy match. I want a good mean guy match. 
anything else from Raw on Monday or anything else, anything else in general on the WWE side? Uh, I'm still looking forward to Paige and AJ. Yeah. I am. Uh, I, I was a little disappointed in Rollins and Jericho. Uh, only because Jericho looked so slow mm-hmm. in there against Rollins. And I think maybe I oversold it in my mind, but I liked I liked the way they set that up. I liked I liked old Chris Jericho invasion Chris Jericho or yeah, it was that the invasion Chris Jericho where he came out and cut the promo with Stephanie about calling her a trash bag hoe. Yeah. Triple H uh, Triple H missed his cue a little bit. A little bit. Didn't cut Chris Jericho off as soon as I'm sure they would have liked. Yeah, and I think that was the plan. I think he just kind of got caught up in it, and that happens from sure. time to time. But I liked, I liked Jericho. I think he's doing. I think he's doing some combination of Lionheart and, uh, and and that Jericho grown up. If because he, he always says he has some sort of character plan. I'm yeah. not sure that I'm I, not sure that's true necessarily. But the high fiving at ringside seems to indicate he's doing kind of Lionheart. I was kind of excited for Chris Jericho and Bray Wyatt the first time around. I could care less, couldn't care less, whatever it may be. I don't like the build. I don't care about this match at all. If it happens on the pre-show, I would not be upset. You know, the six man was okay. Uh, But I don't, I don't see Miz versus Dolph as a one-on-one program being anything terribly special. I thought that's why the putting, uh, Putting Bo in there would have been better. Uh, and what am I missing? Oh, that 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 ladies tag match was uh, was god awful. Yes, that was that was a disaster. But you know, you got aggressive Naomi now, so I guess that feud are, is going to continue. Is, Naomi is, and Cameron are are pink and black the only two colors they have in the back for outfits now. Uh, whenever Cameron decides to wear white, sometimes. Yeah, well, Alicia Fox was serviceable at least. Right. Uh, and I, I, I don't, yeah, I don't really care about that one. As far as Paige and AJ, um, you know, we saw this angle coming. She's getting better, Paige. Paige is getting better. I, I don't know why now they still have her going out there doing the portrayal of being AJ's friend. I don't get what that motivation is. They done, they've done the turn. Oh, I know what it is because and 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 she's not doing it terribly well is they want her to come off as disingenuous. Yeah, but she did that already. Right. And, then, and then, that part of the story ended. She can be disingenuous, but I don't know why they keep having her go out there saying, "Oh, but we're best friends," blah blah blah. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't strong. I, and what and, is and that? I, and I also you know what I also thought making AJ, you know, giving her the buzzword crazy and then having her do that. I thought that came off a bit heelish. Well, that and it's, it's two years ago. Yeah. Uh, have we not evolved any? We're still playing the AJ. Here's the word crazy. And she goes crazy card. I, I mean, mean, I mean, it would have been nice if, you know, a couple years ago that would have made me angry. It still makes me angry, but now I'm not going to go crazy. I'm just going to kick your butt and then do that. Yeah. I, I, yeah. They're bringing back that part of AJ's history that just makes it makes no sense to bring that back right now. She's a different I, I person. Agree. She's won the title. We haven't done the crazy thing, but what are you going to do? Um, we are going to take a quick short break and come right back with a discussion on the breaking news that happened this week, Jeff. The breaking news that Spike is no longer going to air Impact Wrestling as of October once their contract for their television runs out. We'll talk about that report 
whether it's going to come to pass, the reasons up for it, and more in just a moment on Shake Them Ropes. If you are a fan of the business side of WWE and wrestling in general, catch our show on Thursday. Shake Them Ropes will be talking to Chris Mukigana Harrington about the WWE business results. We'll be talking Q2 results that will be announced, including the number of subscribers for the WWE Network. We're expecting that number, so we're going to grill him about it, kind of talk about what we feel is best for the network going forward, and talk about any other breaking news that may happen. We'll find out if TNA is still in business or not. We'll have that as well as Ben Gordon from the program with Matt and Ben talking all various aspects of professional wrestling. And we'll be talking about his telethon coming up, TNA'd 2, looking to get some funds to possibly buy TNA or maybe at least the six-sided ring. So we'll have Ben Gordon and Chris Mukigana Harrington on our show on Thursday. Check out more info at shakethemropes.com. You can contact Shake Them Ropes with your questions, comments, ideas, and more on Twitter at Shake Them Ropes or through email. Email rob at shakethemropes.com. If you'd like to have your voice heard on air, send us a voicemail with your questions, comments, or whatever you may have. You can send it on Skype. Our Skype name is Let's Say Things. That's L-E-T-S-S-A-Y-T-H-I-N-G-S. Or you can give us a call and leave your thoughts at 260-494-3811. That's 260-494-3811. And we will get your comments on the next episode of Shake Them Ropes. Jeff, we're back and we're going to talk about TNA. How excited are you? That's a horrible question. That is a horrible question. That threw me me off. Let me ask you this. I I just wanted to throw you off. I I wasn't looking for an answer. I want to hit stop and start over. Nope. I want to ask you this question. When you heard the news, did you hear the news kind of close to when it happened on Sunday night? Yeah. So TMZ came out with a report after weeks of speculation that really kicked up from Friday to Sunday morning. Um, We had a TMZ report that says Spike TV has cut off negotiations and will not be renewing TNA Impact once the contract ends in October, seemingly putting the final nail in TNA's coffin, getting them off of Spike TV. First, before we discuss the whole situation, what were your first reactions when you heard this? Were you surprised at all? Were you looking for more information? Were you upset at Vince Russo? Were you happy that Vince Russo messed up? What were your first reactions? I was pissed be honest with you uh mostly for two reasons number one i'm fairly certain russo effed this up i'm fairly certain that news was the was the nail in the coffin he didn't help anything that's for sure it didn't help let's put it that way and also i'm as i said i'm not a wwe homer I don't think the sun sets and rises in Vince McMahon's little world of sports entertainment. And so the people dancing with glee over the death of TNA, which had some very good points in my watching experience, uh, it it upset me. It it, it did, because I don't think there's ever going to be a viable number two, even though TNA wasn't really viable. I mean, it had a lot of flaws. It had a lot of things I hated. 
I think they had a terrible plan, and that plan was to be kind of like WWE. I thought once they brought once they brought Hogan in and Bischoff, I kind of knew that the things that I was enjoying about TNA were going to go by the wayside. Um, you know, I'm a fan of tag team wrestling, and along with ROH at various times, TNA was the one place I could go and see a really strong tag team division. Uh, when you had beer money, when you had America's most wanted, when you had triple X, you know, we were talking about the flying Elvises and the SATs, uh, you know, a, a variety. Now did TNA do a lot of things wrong? Yes. But you know, I, I don't, I like wrestling. So, you never want to hear that there's not a viable that there that a viable promotion is going under, but and it hasn't gone under yet. There there could be another network that picks it up. I don't think there will be for reasons we'll probably end up discussing in terms of metrics. But if it leads to someone else stepping up and not just rehashing things, but coming up with a new entertaining way to present wrestling that might be able to grow. Maybe it's a good thing, but if you're going to have Russo involved in this thing, you know, I mean, like I like some of the guys in there now. I like rude. I like, uh, I like Eric young. I like MVP. Uh, you know, I think they have, I like Austin Aries. I like, I like bully Ray. I think what he's been doing in there, the past three or four years has been fantastic work. So I, I wasn't at all, oh, yay, TNA's dead. Yay, Vince McMahon rules. Hooray. I, I, I wasn't doing that. No, and I don't know many people that are. I'm certainly not. I think the biggest fact of this story is for years you could have seen the cancellation coming because they just weren't growing any. But the fact that it surrounds Vince Russo sending an email – that angers me. I if that's what caused this whole thing, if you were upset that Twitter got JTG fired, imagine how you would feel about Vince Russo sending an email and getting TNA kicked off of television. That said, this is I mean, when you're keeping that under wraps and you're being told we don't want to deal with you if you have him on the payroll. You know, it's I'm not a believer in karma at all. But yeah. I want to I want to <laughs> throw this out you because we may have more breaking news right now. Probably really? What's, probably something not. something going on. Um, famed internet wrestling journalist X Pac Sean Waltman <laughs> has tweeted out, and this is just about five minutes ago at five fifty five p.m. Eastern. How's that for timing? Um, one minute. I'm relieved for the talent at TNA if they were able to extend their relationship with Spike. I hope they rethink their strategy moving forward. So does X-Pac have someone from the inside telling him that they renewed their deal? Or is he just hoping they get a renewed deal? Uh, he might be talking to someone. I'm sure he's talking to somebody, whether maybe, that person maybe, he's talking to has maybe, any knowledge maybe or someone not. With the, maybe someone with the last name Hardy. Maybe. The the part of this is TMZ came out with this report. Uh, journalists, you know, Dave Meltzer has been hearing about this for a while, of course, and the rumors have been out there that Spike would just stop bothering with TNA. 
Spike and TNA are refuting these rumors, saying that they're still negotiating a new deal. So both sides, no one is confirming this. You know, TMZ is just going off of what they heard that may come to pass. Who knows? But the fact that both sides are confirming that they're still in negotiations means maybe a last minute deal does happen. Maybe they stay on the air. Maybe someone's stirring something that they maybe someone stirring. maybe someone is. Then you have the uh, the rumors that Dave Lagana from the writing staff is looking for jobs and contacting everyone. ROH, I, yeah, I heard that. That uh, that was funny. It's funny for a reason that uh, if you're ROH, don't one don't return his calls if you're getting his calls. Really? Two oh. probably don't get his calls. No, what are you doing if you you're going to bring Dave Lagana in? To ROH? Not to run it. No, not to run it, but to write for their TV, really? If he wants to contribute, maybe he can contribute. I don't know. He's I, doing I don't, so well in TNA. I don't think he's in charge of the writing at TNA. I don't think so either, but he's contributing. Okay. I, uh, that's, uh, I'll, I'll speak from experience. I know plenty of good writers who write for bad shows. Well, yeah, I'm not saying that. I'm just, <laughs> I, I don't see what the value for ROH is. I don't either, and I don't think they will. And I don't think he was looking for a writing gig. I thought he was looking for like directing their online presence or something. Yeah, well, isn't Court Bauer doing that? <sighs> I, I think so. I yeah, don't know. Exactly. What are you what are you doing? So we'll we'll stay on the breaking news of Xbox Twitter feed if more comes to pass. We'll we'll, uh, we'll be refreshing we'll, it, that. If it'll say look, if if, if Lagana will not use the like words like revenue streams on podcasts, I'll be fine. <laughs> well, you got to have multiple revenue streams or else you're just destined for failure. <laughs> okay. Marketing one Oh one. Congrats. <clears throat> All right. The, the TNA television history is somewhat interesting. I like court. I like Dave. Let's get that on the record. Or I, I kind of like Dave. I like court more. TNA began <laughs> with the if there's anyone else you want to bury on the podcast like Dave Lagana who you just buried hard saying I you hate bar- him. I didn't. Uh, I heard that you hated Dave Lagana. Is that right? I don't hate him. I, I'm, I'm not buddy bunny with him either, though. Xbox Sean Waltman two hours ago on Twitter. My why thoughts, are you reading his? Why are you reading his Twitter? Well, oh, obviously he has all the scoops, so I'm reading his Twitter. Um. No, I, I was going to say about TNA's television history, if this actually does happen and Spike does cancel Impact Wrestling or maybe change it to a different format in some way, uh, the end of a pretty lengthy time. They've been on Spike TV since 2005, so it's been a good amount of time. We're coming up on nine years uh, that they've been on this one channel. Of course, they've gone on sep- on different days throughout that history, but they began with the weekly pay-per-views. What a golden age of wrestling that was Jeff, the weekly TNA pay-per-views where you would have seemingly a new former WWF or WCW guy showing up every week, all to feud with Jeff Jarrett for a few months before another new guy would come in to feud with Jeff Jarrett. It was a glorious well, age. Well, as I seem to recall, a, the, those were somewhat successful for what they were doing and B that the, the real appeal of that was they had a very stacked mid card. Very stacked mid card. The X division grew them completely not successful for what they were doing. Lost them a lot of money. Had to be bailed out by Dixie Carter for for the weekly pay-per-views. Yep. Horrible money loser. 
I think you're ahead of yourself, nope. but okay. Weren't making money at all. I'll get numbers here at some point, I think. But no, they were not making money on weekly pay-per-views. No one was ordering the thing. I don't think Dixie came in until after Spike, but that's okay. So what what do you got going on in the background there, Jeff? Do I have anything going on in the background? Oh, my God. It just got loud for a minute. Oh. Now it's quiet again. Sorry. I thought I the train might have been going by. Oh. Do you nothing. live by a train? No. Okay. I'm not uh, a hobo. I'm not a hobo, nor am I a member of the hobo army. Some people live by trains, Jeff. Okay. And they're not all hobos, especially people in Chicago. You got Four trains people. all over the place. Yeah. Um, the weekly pay-per-views went from June 2002 to September 2004. Mm-hmm. You had TNA Impact in its first iteration starting on Fox Sports Net in June yep. of 2004. It ran for a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had the 10-minute time limits. You had Larry Zabisco judging matches. You had <laughs> a whole bunch of stuff on Fox Sportsnet there. Oh, God, I remember that. Jeez. Yes. You had the box at the top, you know, like a baseball game where they would count the scores. Uh, um, their contract ended, and they were canceled in May of 2005. They did not start on Spike until October of 2005. I completely forgot about this era for the four months where they were running webcast shows. Right. TNA Impact was online well before that would become the thing these days. The webcast of TNA Impact. And then they got on Spike. Started on Saturday nights for one hour. You know, the big hyped up AJ Styles and Roderick Strong was their first match ever on Spike. I still remember that. This was like Saturday nights at... 11? Saturday nights, yeah, 11 o'clock, I'm pretty sure. Uh, 10 yeah. or 11 o'clock at night on Spike wow. for one hour. Uh, they moved to Thursdays, got kind of successful, so they were moved to Thursdays and got two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, you then got, with the Bischoff-Hogan era, the move to Monday nights for two hours. Yeah, and then it went all downhill. Died a-, a death. After they got rid of Scott Demora's Booker. Died a complete death. And... Then they went back to Thursdays once that's failed. And that's where they are now. Two hours on Thursday nights. They've changed time slots as well from Thursdays. They were 9 to 11, then 8 to 10, now 9 to 11 again. That's the TNA television history. It's it's a long stretch that may be coming to an end come October if X-Pac is not correct. You know, I I think it does. And here's why. I think people who are saying, well, they have a million viewers... And any network would want that. Don't really understand what television executives are looking for necessarily. Uh, Executives on the mid-tier channels, your Spikes, your FXs, although FX is a little bit higher now than Spike, uh, Spike, uh, that that kind of tier. Yes, you have 1 million viewers, and yes, something like an FS1 or... NBC Sports would love that, but I. But executives also know, and they will look at the numbers and go, "That's your ceiling. You're probably not going to get anything above that." Mm-hmm. And what they want is growth, and they would much rather have something that starts a little bit less than that and grows and could surpass one million than just the steady. 1 million viewers per week. They would much rather take the chance on something that could get them more than this kind of product that'll just be there. And the, the other thing is raw really, and and raw is a part of that. 
because they look at Raw's numbers, which are a little bit, you know, they're stagnant at the same time. But they go, where's the wrestling audience going to go if they have a choice of shows every week? They're going to go to that three-hour show. This is why main. This is why main event didn't stay on the air. This is why superstars got canceled. This is why no one else is going to touch a one-hour WWF property or WWE property for the most part because there's no growth to it at all. You can you can tout the audience that they have, but at the same time, you know WWE is going to give you secondary products for for brand recognition's sake that don't really do much and they don't really care about. And then you know, and then you might have the option of TNA, but TNA is not going to go anywhere because it's not hot. It's been around for a long time. It's had a chance to grow and it hasn't. So. I mean, if wrestling's going to be picked up again, it's going to have to be a new, fresh concept with new, fresh people. It's not going to be, or there's going to have to be a name behind it. I mean, I thought for a while that Hogan was going to get a wrestling promotion on CMT because they were doing the celebrity wrestling on there. CMT could be an option, but I don't think they're going to put in the money that they want for for a roster. And I still think CMT is going to probably end up being a player if uh oh country star's name if he's involved if he's involved toby keith if toby keith's involved with the jared promotion i think cmt becomes a player i i don't know about the cmt stuff i don't know what you know jeff jarrett's gonna do for tv i mean uh that's breaking news piece right there is jeff jarrett's gonna be on the final night of the g1 this year as a guest he's i don't believe he's wrestling but he's going to be in the ring with the president of New Japan, he is the special guest coming to the final night of the G1 hmm. in a couple of weeks. So I uh, have that to look forward to, Japanese fans. Um, Want to close the show on this other piece of breaking news, which is more business-related, which will lead to uh, our show Thursday. Uh, WWE has a new head of sales and partnership marketing. <laughs> okay. WWE hired Barry McMullen, famously of the Professional Bull Riders Association, Wasserman Media Group, and the NBA. He's going to be in charge of aligning... What is this? I'm reading this press release, doing a bad job of it. Um, Yeah. But the big thing was at the end here, and I'm looking for... Yes, he is going to be in charge with providing a strategic vision for the WWE Network sales strategies. So they've made a network hire hiring Barry McMullen as the head of sales and partnership marketing. Uh, That will lead into WWE announcing their quarter two results on Thursday, as well as giving a network number. And we're not going to go too much into it because we'll talk on Thursday uh, with a special guest that we're going to have. But I want to ask your prediction for the announcement of the number of subscribers to the WWE network that we are supposed to get on Thursday keeping in mind that they had 670,000 the last time they announced numbers. Do you have a prediction for what they're going to announce on Thursday? Uh, I say this. Now, did you see the rumored leaked number? I see the rumored leaked number, but really anyone can go on a social media site anonymously and say what they're going to say. Okay. So I don't put stock into the rumored leaked number. Although it very well could be accurate. I think it's around accurate. That's the problem. I think that's around my number that I'm going to give it to, honestly. Right. I think it's, I think it's less than 800. So the rumors leak number, I believe was 750,000. Is that right? I think it was seven, seven sixty. Seven sixty. So 
what we're talking about is there was a picture, basically someone on the app Secret, which is an app where you can post things anonymously. It's a social networking site. It's like Twitter. You tweet without putting your name to it. Anyone can say anything. Um, someone said that they'll announce 760,000 subscribers. And really, it's not a big jump from three months ago when they announced 670, but I don't know what happened in the last three months where you're going to see a big number of additions. You know, everyone who was excited about it and wanted to get it got it early. I don't I think know that, if there's more than 100,000 people that added on and trickled in three months later. I think for reporting's sake, they have to give the actual number, but I think yes. they're going to I think they're going to finesse it. Not the not that number. They're going to give you a number and then they're going to say something. But this many people experienced our pre-trial. So we think there's growth potential. I could see them even if they really want to and might think they might get away with it, announcing a peak number. I don't think you can do that, though. I think you uh, uh, you might be able to. That's why I was asking, because I think that there's legality. Well, if involved. you say this is the peak number, then you're announcing it. Yeah, and but but that peak number doesn't include subscribers. It no, includes, of course not. It includes people using the trial. Now, I say the saying that they're also going to announce the subscriber number. I think okay. in addition, they're going to announce a peak number, one, just to get a larger number out there. You know, hoping some reporters might take it out of context and report the larger number, yes, or no one be, cares about the story. They're going to play optimism. They're, they're, there's that, that the play because they played pessimist or tempered and disappointment last time. This time, it's it's going to be rosy and sunny. Yes. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Thursday's a big day. We're going to have another show on Thursday. Um, don't know how the scheduling is quite going to work out yet. Uh, we'll if we can do it live, we'll see. If not, we'll record it and then put it out there. But we're going to have Chris Harrington, uh, Mookie Ghana on Twitter. We're going to have Chris Harrington back to talk about the Q2 results. We're going to grill him on the network numbers. And we're going to ask him if he sees any room for improvement or maybe with three months. Because uh, we talked to him three months ago on the show. Maybe in the last three months has his uh, view changed on the network at all. Or maybe he has different ideas. So we're going to talk about that kind of in a round panel or a uh, panel discussion. And we are also going to have uh, Ben Gordon on the show. Ben Gordon is a fellow podcaster of the program with Matt and Ben, who mm. I know all the way back in the day from the ROH message boards, uh, you know, 2002 to 2004 time frame. Um, so I've I've talked with him a bit. He has some interesting take. Uh, he's a big indie fan, so we're going to ask him about some of the indie guys who are going into WWE and maybe Ooh. give more thoughts on. Uh, the TNA situation because uh, we both know some guys in TNA who might be affected by this. So we'll talk with him and Chris Harrington on the Q2 numbers on our show Thursday. So uh should be a fun show uh, on Thursday, Chris or uh, Jeff. Uh, yeah, I hope I can do it. Take part of it. Yes. I know your schedule is kind of hectic, but yeah, we're going to, we're going to try to make it work. So all, you know, both of us can get on with these two guys and uh, have a discussion uh, about all the craziness that's going on in the business side of WWE and then uh, on the potential within WWE and the talent side. So anyway, follow our Twitter at shake them ropes. You'll get all the info on if we're recording live or where to send comments or questions to Chris Harrington or Ben Gordon and uh, follow along when the shows will be released on our website, iTunes, Stitcher and various podcast apps such as downcast. So uh, exciting week for shake them ropes, exciting week for fans of WWE and exciting week for shareholders for sure. Um, final question. And we're going to end it at this. I might make this a weekly occurrence. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not. Um, 
I wanted to ask you right now because I was getting on the topic of best on interviews, best non-wrestler. If you had to pick a best wrestler of the year right now, who would you pick? Or do you have to AJ, do more research? AJ Styles. See, I agree with that. I was actually, I didn't think you were going to say AJ, so I was going to be this big revolution, but. I've been watching the G1. Yeah. AJ Styles is great. He has been having, he's had fantastic matches every night. And just to keep it short and simple, the AJ Styles versus Toru Yano match from night two is everything I want in, if you ever have to book a main event heel versus a mid card heel. I, it's everything I want in one of those types of matches. He still wouldn't work in WWE. He wouldn't work how they book him. No, he's not going to be a main eventer. So I, now I see respected guys saying, well, oh, this G1 is showing that WWE really made a mistake on passing with him. I really don't think they did. I, I think New Japan knows how to use guys in the ring. WWE knows how to use guys of a certain size and variety and style outside yeah. of the ring. That's why I think Devitt's going to have a little bit of problems, to be I, honest with I you. I guess you could say it's a mistake in the fact that why don't you just sign him and find out if he can do anything for you? But Well, well have you heard JR's interview with him yet? I have not. Um, I have not heard Jim Ross. I've ne- I have never listened to the Jim Ross podcast. I don't, I don't care for his radio style, to be honest with I, you. But. I'm not a big fan of Jim Ross. The guy, to me is not the good old JR that you hear on radio. So I've never taken a kin to his anything okay. outside the business stuff. So no, I haven't listened to his show. There's too many stuff to listen to too many shows. Yes. No, I agree. No, if I had a wrestler of the year right now, it'd be AJ styles. If I had a tag team of the year right now, it'd probably be the young bucks. Yeah. And I got to catch up on the wire. I mean, you know, I'm behind <laughs> the wire. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I am about to start episode one, one of these days. So we'll see oh, how that goes. It's, it's worth your time. I've been, I've been waiting three years to do it. So we'll see what happens. Last check of the X-Pac Twitter feed. There is nothing new. So we are going to end it with that. If the situation changes, we'll talk about it on Thursday, but for Jeff Hawkins, who went through hell in a handbasket today, trying to get jobs in <laughs> the business of acting closer than I am. What'd you say? You played a. Oh, no, I, no. I, I, Do you play I a dead body at any point? No, no, I didn't. I played a, I played a deli guy, but they had changed the, they had changed the uh, age range from uh, what was suitable for me to 50 to 68, but still called me in anyways. Did so I really he, mishear deli guy as dead guy earlier? I must yes. have. Oh, wow. Yes. Maybe yes. that's bad for me. Okay. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll see you on Thursday on Shake Them Ropes. That's all for us this week. Bye. Shake Them Ropes is available on iTunes, Stitcher, online at shakethemropes.com, Downcast, and more. For info on how to subscribe to our show on any of your favorite podcasting platforms, visit shakethemropes.com today. In a world of one million wrestling podcasts, there is a new shining star with great interviews, analysis, music, and and me, Matt Kuhn, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.